You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm Saba. And I'm Brandon. And we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we are so excited to invite someone we've been working with in the industry for a while now. We've gotten to see her grow in so many ways, make waves, kill it at what she does, and spreads and sprinkles all the love along the way. We are so hyped to tap into her mind and hear all about what she's up to. So guys, please welcome Miranda to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey, Miranda. Yay. That was so sweet. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank yes. you for having And just me. taking time out of your busy day, because I know you're a busy girl. Let's start from the beginning, though, with this conversation. Tell us where your cannabis journey at first began. Like, when was the f- first time you consumed? What's your story? Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, well, the first time that I, like, ever tried weed, um, we were in Florida. Mm-hmm. I was with my friend and her family for vacation, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) we might have, you know, as 18-year-olds at the end of our senior year of high school, (laughs) at spring break in Florida, you know, there maybe was some vodka slipped and some Smirnoffs, (laughs) and that was about all it took for us to be pretty. Uh Yes. Yeah. All you needed. All of a sudden, a joint came into the picture. I was very hesitant. My friend was like, we got to try it. She had already tried it. So I was like, okay, oh God, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. (laughs) I know that feeling. I'm doing it. And then I got so sick. Really? Oh, because you were twisted. Crossfaded, as Uh, I like to call it. That is such a horrible feeling. And especially for your first time. I know. So yeah, um, that happened and I threw up on the hotel wall. Oh my, like, proje- oh my like so projectile if it hit the wall. Yeah, like it was laying down oh and woke God. up and I was crying in the shower uh. and she's like, shh, like, don't say anything because her mom was in the room. Oh was, no. Not good, not oh, good. Oh man, that's a bad experience. I but the first time that I actually smoked weed and it like actually affected me because you know they say sometimes like the first time people uh-huh. like, don't really get mm-hmm. stoned or like have any sort of like effect. Well, for me, I didn't feel any like cannabis effect I just felt sick you know so um we were I was in a car and I remember smoking a steamroller oh I know what a steamroller is I was like what the heck is a steamroller yeah like that really yes yes cylinder like you know what a steamroller is I don't really know you used to have one that like pipe that carried a lot of smoke in it yeah it's a type of pipe but it's like it holds a lot remember that one that of mine that kind of this might be explicit. It looked like a dildo, but it wasn't. <laughs> you remember that one? And you what were you. It, Very it was clear. Yes. It, that's the only way to describe it. It was clear and it was long, and yeah. then the hole was on the bottom, and then you held it from the back. It, yes. Yeah. Exactly. And then you let it. That. You lit it, and then as soon as you let it go, it was like it was a bong rip. But in Straight a pipe. To the pipe. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty intense. It's very intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steamroller. It's named that for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> right. Steamroll right over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I did that. And um, uh, I remember listening to music. There was like a new album that came out. I think it was like Muse or something like that. Like, and I just remember listening to music and being like, oh. 
Oh, oh this is nice. <laughs> yeah. This is good. Feeling like that euphoric feeling yes. and like just being relaxed and like, you know, and then having something just like bless your ear holes. Yes. <laughs> while the you're whole stoned. vibe. You know, yes, like I really I totally do know. feel like uh, smoking, consuming cannabis definitely enhances music for sure. For me. So were you listening to the music when that was all happening? Like your first time or are you talking yeah. about, okay. Oh, wow. So you came down. Um, a few, from you said from being sick. no this was this a different, different no this is a different oh, time yeah. this has been like yeah. the only time I, okay, that she I tried thought it. it was I was like wow that I went like, from a well, whole different experience so, yeah so I feel like that was like the first time I smoked yes it because that was the first time that I like felt felt the goodness of it yeah. right the really like and the first the time did it really first time count. was like really bad yeah <laughs> no. well I feel like people I mean especially when you try it young, and I didn't feel anything yeah. I just like just felt it didn't like I didn't have like the spins like I just felt sick yeah that's horrible. Um, so Miranda, you dabble in a lot. What's your go-to way to consume? Oh, well, lately it's been dabs and joints. And I think I switch between rigs and the Puffco, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously convenience, right? you know, but, um, joints. And then I really want to invest in a volcano because Uh, I think that's like the healthiest way to consume flour. Yeah. I don't have one either. Yeah, sorry. so <laughs> sorry, busy. <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> um, but yeah, dabs joints. That's dabs. a that's a good combo. Yeah, mm-hmm. dabs that is. and joints. Dabs. They always do the job, and they're such a delight. They complement each other. They sure do. They so. really do. So we both have Slav and I both have like random rituals that we love with cannabis. Do you have something that you love to do that's almost like therapy? Every time you do it, like after you smoke or during. Like your vibe. That's a good question. Or like the ritual of rolling. Yeah. Yes, I love rolling. You a good roller? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Nice. I'm the roller. Yeah. If you know, you know, you're a good roller. Then. Yeah. Like, I think I've perfect. I was scared of doing it, and then somebody sat me down and was (laughs) like, "No, you're gonna learn how to do this." Yeah. (laughs) I'm really glad that. That they person did that Dude, because yeah. it's a very good skill to have. Not a, not a lot of people know how to roll. You'd be surprised. I know. I actually was talking to somebody about that. Like, what do you think the percentage of cannabis consumers that know how to roll? Really? It's yeah. real. It's not. I, I mean, because there's so high. many. They have no? there's cones that you can yeah. stuff your cannabis into. Right. There's pipes. Pre-rolls. There's bongs. There's pre rolls you can buy. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. so many other yeah. ways, which is really nice. So many ways. Like just like I don't know. I'm 30. So when I first started smoking weed, which was around 18, mm-hmm. um, there wasn't that many ways to smoke yeah. weed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now like, and now like my friends that aren't in legalized states, <clears throat> they're like completely mind blown at like the Puffco and the, right? yeah. um, you know, using like a Terp slurper, slurper, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And like, just like the different mechanisms and mediums of enjoying It's cannabis. a whole like art yeah. world too, like with the glass pieces mm-hmm. and just like the different ways you can consume. Like even with the Puffco, like it just. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like I'm still learning like all these random tools that we have. Yeah. So we're actually recording offsite today at a friend's house because we had some construction difficulties but <laughs> it's like if there's all these utensils sitting in front of us and a lot of this stuff I learned about like this year that I yeah. didn't even know that like it can be confusing when you look at it you don't know what yeah, to touch a lot <laughs> I still lot. don't know like, I know so, and I'm still scared to touch things I do I know it I know <laughs> Someone it do it for me <laughs> but I also think it's great because it's like 
giving our like consumption of cannabis, like taking medicine, it's giving it like a creativity, like mm-hmm. an artistic mm-hmm. personality. Like there's certain yeah. people like doing certain things and, and you express and yourself. Kind everybody's of. different and that's yeah. what makes you, you. Yeah. That's right. That's good. Yeah. That is good. So let's talk family dynamics. What's cannabis like in your family? Are you guys pretty <laughs> open about consumption? Yes, it's actually a whole family affair at the moment. I love it. I love that. (laughs) Me too. My family, I asked them to move down here to Oklahoma to um, help me and my partner, Chudy, um, run a cannabis cultivation facility. And so my father is a retired police officer. My mom used to run a daycare for a YMCA. So she's very well good with like admin and Mm. books and accounting and, and, you know, like staff management and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, My brother, he's like very good with data and IT. So he's going to do our operations. Amazing. Data tracking and, you know, just keeping everything clean and consistent and compliance. And he has like all the opportunity to understand like the software that's involved with that. And that's really awesome. And then, you know, my partner, Judy, him and I, like he's going to be our, you know, head of everything. And he's the, he's the CEO, the chief integration officer, because he is going to be running the grow and the budget and just nice. kind of the the big picture from yeah. his experience. So, uh, oh, family, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my family is very connected when it comes That's to dope. cannabis. That's and cool. really neat. Yeah. It wasn't always that way, but okay. I'm really happy that it's that way now. Yeah. <laughs> Where did they move from? Um, Iowa. Okay, wow, so you're from okay. Iowa. Yeah. Well, we I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. Okay. My dad's from Chicago. Okay. My mom's from Iowa, and um, she wanted us to go to high school in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And I could not get wait. I could not wait to get back to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So that's where I went to college. So I think I kind of like split up my time in mm-hmm. in both yeah. states. Um, and then I ended up uh, after college. I lived in Prague. Wow, for a summer. Fancy. Yeah, wow. I had a summer internship there. That doesn't there. surprise me, though. You're so... That <laughs> it, was, just... it was a really awesome opportunity. I still can't believe that I got to yeah. experience that. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, and to, like, work on, like, projects there, like, marketing and advertising projects. Yeah. That was really, really cool experience. Right. Um, and so after that, I came back to Iowa because um, that's where my family was. Mm-hmm. And um, that eventually led me to Colorado. Because of cannabis? Yep. Partially, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I Obviously, you know, Iowa still isn't legal. Um, Chicago, when I was in college, it had just became decriminalized like my junior year. So for me, as somebody that was consistently consuming, um, I really wanted to live somewhere where, not just because of cannabis, but just like I felt like my lifestyle, Mm -hmm. it was more... Um, consistent with what I was seeing and reading and hearing about in yeah. the promised land right. <laughs> of the mountains, which I know yes. you guys know. Uh, <laughs> talk dirty to me. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's awesome. 
Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Yes, and with being business owners ourselves, Saab, we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. So yeah, I moved out to Colorado and um, that's when I started my journey with working with cannabis brands and really wanting to take my marketing skills and the things that I was really passionate about and that I felt like I was good at and I wanted to help uh, an industry that was just starting to be chill with marketing and, you know, brands being cannabis brands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So that is really cool. Your, Cause when did you move to Colorado? What year was that? Oh, 2015. Okay. So you were there for how long? Uh, five years. Okay. That's a good amount of time to spend in a city. Wow. I think they say about, at about five, is it five years or three years? you become a local. You're like what from part that of Colorado city. Were you living? Denver. Denver. Yeah. Okay. Did you yeah. like Denver a lot or did you like to venture out to other places? Um, I lived in Inglewood for a little bit. So okay. that's like okay. a little south mm-hmm. of Denver. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we went to the mountains often. All the time. Yeah. yeah. Have to. I bet. Like yeah. you can't not. Um, so you told us a little bit about who you are. Now, will you tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so currently I run Macy Marketing. It's my experiential marketing consulting firm, if you will. And, um, I work with, uh, different brands, whether it's, um, experiential strategies, uh, event planning, marketing, programming. Um, it really depends on mm-hmm. who they are and what they're looking for. Um, I, uh, had worked, uh, with Westward, which was an alternative lifestyle newspaper in Denver. And they were one of the alter- first alternative lifestyle magazines, um, that, really uh, allowed cannabis brands to be a part of their events and to be a part in their magazines as ads and on, you know, their newsletters. They had special issues called The Chronic. And so um, they they definitely, I loved being a part of something that was so welcoming of something that was so stigmatized, you know, yeah, in right. all my life. And so um, for me, it, it, made me feel like I could be a cannabis consumer because I take cannabis because, or I consume cannabis because I have anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I don't want to take, um, pills. I want to be able to wake up, consume cannabis and go about my day because I was able to slow my mind down. Like Mm -hmm. some people are like, I can't believe you can like do a dab in the morning. And I'm like, uh, relatable. Yeah. I'm like, right. honestly, it's like helps me to get to a point where I can actually yes. think about my to-do list and, and function. Yeah. brush my teeth sometimes, yeah. like mm-hmm. just like get going, you I know? And so, um, I really liked that, that, that culture supported that. And then when I got to see like the events that they were doing and the cannabis brands that were involved, they, they didn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They didn't know how to advertise because they, it was such a new industry. Yeah. And, you know, and so then I was like, oh my gosh, 
I can take everything that I've learned and experienced outside of the cannabis world because I used to work with a lot of liquor brands. Okay. So that's, that's already kind of touchy enough. So, I mean, it's not the same, but. But still it was like certainly restrictive. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. Touchy. So, yeah. Touchy. <laughs> um, so the shift to cannabis, it served a greater purpose for me um, in my mind. So I wanted to, eventually I made enough connections and networked and just spent time in the evolution of the cannabis industry in Colorado. And um, that's how I met Judy. And okay, I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I have a lot to thank the cannabis industry for. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, through that that I had the opportunity to say, you know, I want to um, provide these brands with um, advertisement in magazines and I want to provide them with activations at um, music festivals and art events. But what I really want to do is like just be able to help them with mm-hmm. strategy and consulting and just how they're going to run their marketing program, their brand development. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I started Macy Marketing. It's about three years old. Okay. Yeah. And um, I've gotten to work with um, all sorts of different brands and I've gotten to do events, um, some that weren't uh, cannabis related, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of, you know, dust off the right. <laughs> event planning skills every now and then too. Yes. Um, but uh, I have consistent clients, as you guys know, um, different accounts that I work with, different um, brands that I work with. Um, and then I uh, got the chance to work with Noble Nectar and their um, family, and they're just so awesome and really great to work with. And they, you know, kept on asking me to come out here and help mm-hmm. them with their Noble Cup is kind of how it started. Yeah. Um, an event that we did in July of 2020, which was very tricky because it was the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Yep. And so um, I worked with them on that. And then... I was like, you know, you guys should do this. You guys should do that. And um, Preston, uh, one of the owners said, yeah, why don't you come out here and talk a little bit more about what we should do? And um, so that, you know, relationship developed with Noble Nectar Extracts. And I really got the opportunity to work with them on developing their brand and their marketing strategies and their um, education components, uh, like our partnership with Learn Brands, Sustainable University, yes. the Nectar Collective, That's as so you dope. guys know. Miranda, that's so cool. <laughs> um, but then I've also got to work with a couple other brands too to do very similar creative, educational, um, you know, just really developing the moments that matter between these products and the patients. Right. Right. Um, so that's really kind of what I do. (laughs) You're the marketing queen. (laughs) So that's a great actually segue into marketing actually is one of the hardest things to do, especially in this industry, which you said, because we get flagged so often over the smallest things. social media isn't our friend. Um, but we have a really heavily reliant, and Brian and I talk about this and complain all the time. Like, there's nothing we can do. Our hands are tied, but it fucking sucks. Yeah. So how do you navigate that, especially being so good at marketing? Oh, man, I will say that I love the, you know, ex- the, the brand experience the, that, um, you know, you're able to provide the consumer, the patient. Um, I think that social media is one of the trickiest things for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that there's like safe words, right? There's things that you need to avoid. Um, and 
I think that it's um, really important to just keep your finger on the pulse and see what other people are experiencing. Mm -hmm. I think that um, people that have gotten their pages removed or people that have experienced being shadow banned, you know, Mm -hmm. um, they're pretty vocal about it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty frustrating. Like Weed Feet, or sorry, um, Weed Maps did a whole oh, yeah. Super yeah. Bowl commercial, Brock Ollie, about, mm-hmm. you know, how we have to use broccoli to describe cannabis, yeah. right? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, one of my good friends, Shada Tarabi, she um, owns Restart CBD in Austin. It's a CBD dispensary in Austin, Texas. And she also has a podcast and she's just really uh, intelligent human, I think. And she has put together several resources for how to combat the issues that we have as an industry with uh, social media. So I think, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket, yeah. right? Like, yeah, that's true. We have several pages. And so if one of them were to go down, we still have a way of reaching mm-hmm. our, um, you know, the people that are interested in knowing what we're up to. Um, yeah. And I try to make sure that that's the case Um, with everybody that I work with, if I work with them on their social media strategy. But I will say once again, that is definitely my least favorite of all of the... Yeah, (laughs) I know what you mean. (laughs) To be totally transparent. Yeah, 100%. I feel like event planning would be the most fun. Yeah, well, yeah, experiential strategy in in general. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's so freaking cool to see how people light up about, you know, like this industry and how... Still relatively new yeah, it is, yeah. right? How you can fit in it and what's yeah. your place, yeah. And just every single cannabis-related event that I have ever been a part of, the look on people's faces, they're just so freaking stoked to be there. Yeah, Because they oh get to do what they're doing with cannabis. And people, and that people are like-minded. They're like, oh my gosh, they're smoking and I'm smoking and I can do this publicly. Like, this that's is my so full-time crazy. job. Yeah, yeah and like... Yeah. Certainly there's there's a magic to having your own space in your home to consume. Yes. Um, you know, but then when you look at the social aspect of it, yeah. um, I think that that's one of the things that I love about Oklahoma yes. is that there are several spaces that are very open about mm-hmm. that and are just kind of like asking you as an individual to... Yeah be, you know, mature and, mm-hmm. and be respectful of yourself and others and to like watch, um, individuals, you know, have that opportunity to just like, because, you know, like when people drink, it's mm-hmm. like so widely accepted. It's like with right. children, it's like mommy's special juice. Right. right. And it's yeah. like, let's get more on that program yes. with, events I like truly believe that as a society we can get there and I want to be a part of that yeah yeah yeah. that's good I agree with that yeah so aside from cannabis do you have any advice for someone listening who may be in the marketing game that um you wish that someone would have told you to help to help you out just some solid advice for like marketing yeah just yeah anyone who's listening who's in marketing Mm. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that a lot of times, especially now when it's so, everything's so accessible, right? Um, so you like second guess what you're doing, right? Because you 
are human and you see what other people are doing because you can't. And that wasn't like so easy to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, there were times where maybe I didn't do something um, because I didn't think it was good enough. But I think that there's also uh, magic in the experience of it not being good enough because then you get to really hone in on what you need to do in order to make it better. And so I think instead of like sitting there and, you know, strategizing and thinking about, you know, overthinking, overanalyzing a certain post or a certain caption or a certain uh, opportunity, um, just try it. And, and then, and then, you know, if it didn't work out, well, now, you know, (laughs) so I think, I think that there were times that I was dipping my toes as in in my marketing work. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe I didn't know as much as somebody else. And then I realized I was put in enough like situations yeah. where I just had to figure to it out. out. Yeah, yeah <laughs> really honestly. And I learned something from that. Yeah. Whether it worked out or not, I had to figure mm-hmm. it out. And so then it was a lot easier to take that plunge. And then I feel like I really started developing the skills that I have now. Yeah. I feel like that's like life lessons your mom tells you like you should not do this because you're I'm telling I you it's going to come back and then you're like yeah yeah mom whatever and then you do it and You'll you're like oh, fuck. you just got to kind of figure it out yourself. Yeah. Especially yeah. being an entrepreneur I feel like that's right. All, all of entrepreneurship is trial and error mm-hmm. until you you just kind of got to figure out your mold and just trust the process and if you can't do it it's not for you. Yeah. You go really. Yeah, you have to be go with the flow because in situations change frequent and often and mm-hmm. You know, it's just how do you, and there's a lot of hurdles. Like, how do you get over that? So, yeah, totally. And I think as far as like marketing specifically, like, you know, I was so worried that I didn't know what I was doing. I think I wasted time instead of just like YouTubing it, Google searching it, going Mm -hmm. to the library, asking somebody else that knew Mm -hmm. how to do it, you know? So I think um, sometimes we like, and obviously, yes, very much life lesson, but in marketing specifically, it's so like front facing, right? It's so like opinion based, Mm -hmm. right? Like for sure. So, yeah. So I think it's really important to not let that psych you out. Yeah. Yeah. That's good though. That's really great advice. Thank you for saying that. Thank you. So flipping the script a little bit, tell us about creature flora. Ooh, what is it? And I love elaborate. hearing you say that out loud. <laughs> oh, rare. <laughs> Wait, can you say it one more time? Creature flora. <laughs> no, one more time again. Creature flora. Okay. <laughs> I really want to come up with a jingle, so yeah. maybe I'm going to need to like have a little powwow with okay. you guys yeah, about let's, that. Let's jingle it up. Okay. Brandon, I got you. She's got all these marketing <laughs> ideas in her head whenever I said those two Um, So Creature Flora is the name of our flower line. So that is, um, we got our license in December. Yeah, December. And we are almost finished building um, on our property. Exciting. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously there have been delays and also certain times where we weren't sure about something and we wanted to research it and be really sure. Like I, I think that transparency in this industry is so important. And so I want to make sure that we've thought about everything. Yes. And, um, you know, that's really how everybody else that's on my team feels too, which is so great and wonderful. And so we've had the opportunity to kind of 
think about things and like, how can we make this cleaner? How can mm-hmm. we make this greener, more sustainable? Love that, yes. um, how can we make this better mm-hmm. um, so that we have a really great and intentional story to share with our patients yes. that we are so excited to intentional serve. Intentional story. Yeah, that's like important, that. intentional. So speaking of intentional, tell us about the name Creature Flora. Where did that come from? Um, okay, so we were like, I really like flora because that's the Latin term for flower. And I think that that's really a universal understanding. And I think that cannabis is about to become a much more universal thing. And, uh, yeah. I love to hear that. (laughs) I love to hear that come out of your mouth. I know. It's so dope. So I I think that uh, flora for me just made it a big picture idea. And as you guys know, I really like those. So um, yes. <laughs> go big or go home. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I, I really liked that. And so we, at one point, which I'm not saying that this is a, isn't going to happen. We're totally figuring out how to make this happen. Um, we wanted to have a dog rescue um, oh, cool. In, in association in some capacity with our uh, grow. And so we were thinking, you know, like flora and fauna and like that kind of route. And then I just thought, you know, cannabis like is for all creatures, right? Like yeah. all walks of life in some capacity, right? It's like, it's plant medicine. Mm-hmm. We are still understanding all of the different benefits to it and who all can benefit from it. Mm -hmm. And then I also think that it's becoming less and less so, which is really exciting for me. Um, But, you know, I think creatures can also be a stigmatized word, kind of like Mm -hmm. not necessarily derogatory, but um, like you think like maybe monsters, but it's like- A little bit like, oh, creatures. Yeah, but um, I think like when you look up the word creature, it's just- it's it is it's real shit. It is what yeah. it is, and it's what life is. It's what the yeah. circle of life it's all is. walks, all forms of life. Yeah, I mean, and cannabis is a creature itself. Yeah. It's alive. I mean, yeah. it, so I'm really excited to play with creatures. Yes, <laughs> um, in our branding and in our um, design, I'm I'm so looking forward to. Um, developing that in really exciting ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah. yeah That's and, really cool. This name is dope. <laughs> yeah. And I just think it's like, you know, there's like misfits and outcasts. Mm-hmm. And and when um, cannabis was still like kind of, uh, you know, basement kind yeah. of thing, mm-hmm. um, it was like kind of, you know, this thing where it was looked at in the wrong way. And so I want to, do the same thing with, you know, sharing that story and, you know, being really illustrative with that with creatures because sometimes creatures are just innocent yes. beings yeah. too. Yeah. Creature is such um, an in-depth word. I know. I like that. That's a, that's a really, that's a really yeah. good description of why you named it Creature Flora. Thank you. It's very intentional. Very this is like yeah. the first time that I've like shared that out loud well. to like somebody that's not a part of my team. I so love that. So that was really well, exciting. Thank you for sharing that with us. We feel so special. <laughs> I love that you guys I know. have that experience. And I felt really good about that. And I just like, good. and that's, I, that's how I feel about our project is just like we've thought about things from seven ways from Sunday and I'm not saying that we know everything there's still going to be lessons to learn but I know that we're going to go into it with the mindset that you know y'all are going to crush it yeah yeah have you guys thought about through the strain selection that you're going to grow yes yes so um not only do we 
um, have lots of different individuals that we know and love that are very talented breeders. Um, But uh, we also um, have uh, an opportunity um, to really take a look at, you know, really top of the line genetics and see how we can um, incorporate them into our grow. And so we're really excited about that through just different connections that we have, networking that we've done and people that are really excited about us getting started here. And so we're really, really thankful that we have those opportunities and that people, most importantly, like there's a level of trust right Mm -hmm. like like I trust that you are going to do justice to this strain yes and yeah really like really I'm you know I don't I um I definitely uh understand growing at a very base level Chudy is certainly the expert there yeah that's how I would be yeah (laughs) um but I do know enough to know that it is an honor to have that kind of trust um, yeah. provided to you. Yes. Yeah, what really. An honor, really. So everyone says it's hard to pick a favorite when it comes to cannabis. And so I can only imagine how hard it is picking strains and like what you're going to grow first. Obviously, you guys probably plan on expanding and that's a long-term goal. How many strains can people, and it's okay if it's a secret, but how many strains can people kind of broad maybe expect from you guys and like what's the process in figuring out what strain is meant for you guys yeah I think pheno hunting is really important I know you guys did an episode mm-hmm. on that yeah. yeah I think that that's uh, definitely um, something that needs to be done when um, looking at how to do it right for that strain. Um, I believe that we're going to be starting with about seven different strains. And then um, I think that there will be opportunities for expansion very soon. Um, For us, we wanted to um, have the opportunity to pheno hunt those seven strains and to um, really do right by them, be selective of how they vary in profile, how they vary in, um, terpenes. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously that's very important, um, so that we can have something for everyone and for every time, right? Because certain strains work for certain times. We were just talking before this, like some strains I'm like, Ooh, like I consume all day, but there are certain strains that I cannot touch. You gotta wait. I feel that. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So, um, I, I, and I also just want to have different flavor, like profiles. Mm -hmm. I think that it's good because like, I love like really fruity strains. Yes. I'm a sucker for them. Um, for me, like, because I, um, have, uh, anxiety. Um, I think that sometimes like the more limonene based strains are more like sativa and that's why they make my heart race instead of my mind slow down. Yeah. And so, um, I like how you, um, compared that with like the limonene profile versus just being like sativa. Like it's because of the limonene, that terpene in there that you know and can recognize that that's there's so many hybrids these days. So like sometimes I, need to like know if it's a hybrid that's going to work for me. And like, that's so cool that we're at that point. Yeah. Really though. Like I can really just like QR code, look at the test results and Mm -hmm. like really decide if that's for me or not. Or what time is that for me? Yeah. And so a lot of self digging, like mm -hmm. on what works for you. Really intentional. And you know, um, 
back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you're just lucky to get access to that safely. Yes. Um, and of- oftentimes, I don't ever think I knew what <laughs> yeah. I was smoking or, yeah. or how it affected did, really. me. Yeah. yeah. Just so. some good shit you get from yeah. California. Seriously. <laughs> you know, whatever like that's it what is. they might yeah. say. Or Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. So Miranda, you're always such a positive light and an upbeat person. Oh. And you really have been one of you our favorite people to work with <laughs> and just get to know. It's been really great. Well, that's so very mutual. Being, thank well, thank you. <laughs> being a creative now, being an entrepreneur and, getting into the cannabis space on a different side than you originally came in. What's been your favorite thing about being in an industry surrounded by so many creatives and entrepreneurs? Um, I, you know, not just being a part of what I think is the revolution of the cannabis industry, because I think, you know, we really are like this, this is about to burst wide open mm-hmm. at some point and we will look back on this and see how different yeah. it's going to be, you mm-hmm. know? And then, so, so I think it's really cool to just feel like, obviously there are people that, that have, that have been doing this much longer. Like I'm, you know, we're fairly mm-hmm. young, so yes. <laughs> yeah. we have people to learn from for yes. sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, but just to, just to kind of feel like, uh, I'm a part of something in, in the, the early stages, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, for sure. Oklahoma, baby. Yes. yes. <laughs> hey. the best part. Oh my yeah. gosh. It's like really cool. Like, you know, to see that happen in Colorado yes. and then to come here and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I get to be like a kid in a candy store all over again because all of the people that I really have grown to love Mm -hmm. in this local community are, you know, experiencing this and, and also looking at the other markets. And like, I feel like Oklahoma has advanced as much as I think that there are certain aspects of our market that we have to work on, Um, you know, there were issues in Colorado too. Mm-hmm. Like Everywhere there's going to be, yeah, exactly. It's just you have California. To work out look at California tanks. right now; they're really struggling. Yeah. You know, so right. um, just with like their like the taxes and mm-hmm. just like all of that stuff that they're experiencing with their government. So I think it's like really beautiful to. Um, see how Oklahoma has taken that and, and like really like honed in on, um, what is important mm-hmm. to have a strong, um, local market for cannabis. Yeah. yeah. That's good. What would you say, um, keeps you motivated and inspired? Like, you, I know you're always like hopping all over the place and like, you're always on it from like the packages, like you've made Saba and I with like noble nectar goodies and stuff. Oh, like, so what? freaking good. I mean, you just know, like you're always yeah. on top of it. And I know like it can be exhausting sometimes to yes. like be in a million places and doing a bunch of shit. But like what, I love hearing what makes people go. Like what, yeah. what helps you? Like what keeps you inspired to where Other you're Other like, than cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, yeah, I mean, shit. Cannabis is your answer, but like, is no, there No, else? that's, yeah, for sure. You know, I, um, and I saw you posting about this. I've seen you posting about mm-hmm. this before too. Um, I, we have been going to the gym a lot more yeah. and yeah. trying to do like, you know, some sort of movement, something, anything, um, if, if it's walking the dog, yes. if it's, you know, and then, you know, I also think, 
um, something else is like sunshine, oh, right? Yes. Like, Before oh you got gosh. here, we were laying on the porch <gasps> with our shirts up, literally enjoying the letting sunshine. the sun just like hit us, <laughs> closing our eyes. Yeah. I was like, "This is me enjoying it today." Before we have to go do more yeah. things, and it yeah. was so healing. Yeah. yeah, I like seriously would prefer to be hot over cold any yeah. day. Like, yeah. I, yeah. So like getting some vitamin D, getting yeah, some sunshine. It's crazy how much though. it switches up your like mood like I know. depression session was happening and then as soon as sunshine hit it's like okay it's right crazy. it's, um, it's yeah. like what was it what does it say what does it say um uh you don't realize seasonal depression is real and then it's oh like gosh. 60 degrees in march and you feel like you just like drank a red bull literally <laughs> and you're ready to take on the freaking world it's i feel like this was and brandon and i talked about it, i feel like this was the first year that like i've really noticed my seasonal depression. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like this year was like it yeah, was hard. For no, sure. it was not I mean, that it was hard, but going like on yeah, in life period. But, but just then, like the seasons also changing yeah. and all happening. I remember in how fast it changed. We were like, "Fuck, what yeah. do we do now?" And it was like Can drastic you just go vibe changes. In the sunshine. No, or just drive with the windows down, like burr. I know <laughs> it's crazy how much it makes a difference. Yeah. For real. Yeah, so I think I think having but I think just in general it's just good to have like balance, right? Like balance. I experience especially with events like you give yes. so much of your energy yes. to such a so sometimes much. a very large mm-hmm. body of people. Yeah. And that energy exchange like you have to replenish yourself yes. in yes. some way mm-hmm. whether that's yoga meditation journaling yeah that, some of those things don't work for me but everybody has their thing but i yeah. think that's good to be aware of because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who are not aware of those things and you yeah. go 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 yeah. but mm-hmm. you need to remember yourself and you're gonna yeah. do you're gonna do whatever you do so much better uh-huh. if you do those things yeah and sometimes like sometimes it's just watching zoning out on a television show or reading a book and you don't even like remember what you read because you're just trying to get your mind to like shut off yeah Yeah. 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 so I think it's just you know balance right balance is the key it's important it's the freaking key yeah it really is balance so we like to ask everyone this question Miranda but what is a stigma you would like to see changed revolving cannabis ooh hmm a deep ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think, gosh, you know, um, and I think we kind of touched on this earlier, but I think it's it's like um, thinking that the people that are consuming cannabis all day aren't productive or they're not, you know, people that are business professionals that are, boss ass humans yeah um couldn't possibly be doing all of that while also um being this lazy stoner um stigma right Mm -hmm. and so um i'm sure that that's probably a pretty uh basic but it's real it's it's real and it's very (laughs) that's that's the problem though and it's common or not not unique to you but you know what i mean like you said that you consume from Mm -hmm. the time you wake up throughout your day so like for you you're like and everything we've been saying Mm -hmm. anyone listening knows that you kill it and you consume cannabis throughout your whole day so it's just proof you know yeah yeah and yeah and i feel like 
that is such a common stigma that we hear that Mm -hmm. you saying it is helping break it because you are such a hardworking badass and you do go, go, go. And people don't realize that for people who are constantly go, go, going, we don't know how to shut our minds off. And Mm -hmm. so turning our minds off, it's like you have to smoke about it or even starting the day in the morning it's like you wake up, your feet hit the ground, and you just start thinking. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I have all these things to do today, or I could be doing this, or need to be doing that, X, Y, and Z. And it's just to like help get you started for the day and align you. For me, it's alignment. Taking that yeah. dab in the morning is aligning myself yeah. after my workout. Come home, take a dab, hop in the shower, and I'm like, okay, I'm cool. aligned. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. let's fucking get it. And, you know, as we talked about earlier, like I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of what, types of cannabis, what strains, what terpene profiles work for me when, like I have really taken the time and, and done the research to uh, really understand that so that I can like cater Mm -hmm. that to my lifestyle. And that's the best. And like, so why would I be like, I'm sorry for it. Or like Mm what, like I actually did the work to figure that out. Yeah. Like I actually took the time to, to be so proud of. how that works for me. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. People always make- and you think I'm being lazy. I yeah. actually took a lot of time to really yeah. understand that, and it was pretty confusing at first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it really is. I feel like there's that again. I that still common, don't feel like I know everything. No, and there's that common We're misconception learning. where it's like, oh, you're doing your she's there. She goes smoking a joining, and it's like, no, no, like the terpenes in this joint are what I'm smoking, or like there's this funny thing that everyone laughs about. I'm always like, oh, my edibles just hit, but it's the timing of my edibles. I know how to time my edibles so perfectly that as soon as we arrive at the bars and I'm the DD that I'm going to enjoy myself because my edible has just kicked in and I know I have three or four hours there to let myself enjoy it. And then when I hop in the car, I'm ready to go. Like there's no issue. You know what I'm saying? But it's also knowing the dosage that will it's just a lot. It's a lot of work, like you right. said. It's really and everybody's journey is different, and that's exactly. what makes like plant medicine so beautiful, mm-hmm. right? And, and fun. Yeah, and like I think that shouldn't be. There shouldn't be a stigma around that. So. I agree, hundred percent. I that's agree. Good. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you well, for sharing fine. that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you guys so but, much. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for being here. We're so happy we got to have you. This is a long time coming. I know. I, know. I really appreciate you guys. Well, yeah. thank you guys for listening for today's episode. And to anyone tuning in, thank you for being here and just taking time out of your day to do so. And as always, Sam, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.